Hi guys, it's me, Sarah, your resident hairdresser and newest podcaster, and this is Between Appointments, my new little project where I am going to be sharing the stories, the topics, the learnings, the findings, the laughs that I get to share with my customers and clients when I'm in the salon. I've thought about this for so long, about how important it is, the conversations I get to be a part of, and how it might feel good for other people in the world to feel like they're not so alone in them, or just to have a laugh, or to learn something new from another human that is just like them. So thanks for being here. I will talk to you soon between appointments. Well, hello. Welcome back, guys. It's me, Sarah, your little hairdresser friend. And this is Between Appointments. Oh my gosh, it's living, it's breathing, it's out there in the world. And I am just really grateful for your ears listening to my words and hearing some of the stuff that's been musing conversationally with my clients and I in the shop. I feel like we're wrapping up summer and people are trickling back in because the school year is about to start and they've been traveling and I uh, I had total FOMO this summer. <laughs> I had a lot of clients doing a lot of really fun trips just because I think we're finally out of that like pandemic lifestyle that we've been in for several years and things are like much more open and like people are living. I think they're like processing some of the trauma by like healing it by doing <laughs> from what we all experienced during that time. And I am here for it. If you know me, you know, I love that stuff. I love getting into like the why, the how, the what, just the inner deeper parts of ourselves. So it's been really fun watching everybody's adventures. A lot of people in Arizona specifically escape this dreadful heat. It's kind of like our version of winter. I tell people from like out of state, they're like, how do you get through the summers? I'm like, it's like winter in other parts of the country. Like we just stay inside. We crank our AC. The one perk of it, I would say is like, you don't have that like gloomy, like sky to look out at. So I feel like people's moods are still pretty good. They're just a little bit more... (laughs) moody because it's hot (laughs) so all summer watching my like clients leave and head to the beach or up to the mountains and go to like little lake adventures or summer camps for their kids I just it gives me so many like peeks into like the ways we all vacation and before I was a wife and a mom like I loved to travel. My parents, they just knocked it out of the park in regards to exposing us to that. A big piece of that was my grandmother on my dad's side. She, after my grandfather passed away, she decided to set up a trip for all of us as cousins to go to Europe. And I was just getting out of sixth. Yeah, I was going, getting out of sixth grade, going into seventh grade. It was that summer in between. So, like, pretty, pretty, like, preteen awkward years. And all the parents of the cousins were like, okay, you can't take all these kids by yourself. So, the cousins kind of, like, took a vote. Not, like, sit down intentionally. But I think everybody said, let's have 
um, Sarah and Sam's parents, Kirk and Rianne, aunt and uncle, come and do the trip with everybody. So we all went to Italy and to Switzerland. And it was just this first little ignition, I think, with all of us where we were exposed to such a cool part of the world with a lot of history and delicious food and walking and just very different from the areas that we all were growing up in. I had cousins that lived in Idaho and then had moved back east. And then I had a cousin who lived in California and then we were in Utah so a little bit of everything, but there were like funny little stories that happened throughout it, which I will always remember and cherish. And it just started it for our family. My mom, she works or worked for the airline. She's now retired, but her having her perks for us to fly just made it really easy for us to go and do things in a more reasonable or affordable way, but we had to do it like on pass. So a lot of people don't understand like that world. It's not like you get a free ticket and a seat. You pay like the taxes and then you are on the list. If there's an open seat, it's yours, which is still very reasonable for a family to travel and see the world. But airline families like you just know like you have to have such flexibility and openness and there's totally times in my life where that sounds great like just roll with it and see what happens and then there's other times where I'm like I gotta know I'm getting there I gotta buy a ticket like and also now that I'm older and no longer travel with my mom as often unfortunately um I have like I buy tickets and so it's like I know we're gonna get there unless which we all have seen this with the airlines and flights changing but but yeah so my mom she just always allowed for us to have this like ease of getting around and she was not afraid to go which I loved and it's funny because like her upbringing and I'm speaking for her which I don't think she would be mad about at all but like her mom and dad, like they didn't travel like that. And so I think it was her really changing like that generational like story. Like we kind of did like local things, camping, like around the areas that they lived, but they weren't like big travelers. So her doing that with her family, with my brother and I was just, it was really cool. And it's something I totally want to like pour into and prioritize with our boys because it's so fun and you just learn so much more from stepping into somebody else's neighborhood or world that you can't you can't understand until you're there and do it yourself my dad's job he did he's still working but he worked in sales and so like for parts of his career he was traveling internationally so we would like hop on passes and then fly over meet my dad crash in a hotel room that he was staying in for work and like three of us would like go adventure during the day while he was doing his work stuff and then at night we'd all like link up and explore and then just see the world it was super cool so I'm very appreciative of that and I think it was this like bigger piece of my story as a single person because now as a mom not that I don't have that ability to travel we do just it's much more cumbersome with little kids 
but it's like I don't have that FOMO. I don't feel like I missed out as in like I didn't ever get to do it, but it's like I know how great it is. So seeing all my clients' trips, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till we get to be doing these things. It's going to be so great. Um, It was interesting too, like we were chatting about it, a few clients, like travel-wise, the little hacks and just the ease we have with going and like doing we can kind of bring like pieces of home with us. The hair care line that I use, like they make these really great little like sachet packets. So they're like one-time use like sample packets, but they're good sizes and they have shampoo and conditioner. So I had a bunch of clients who like asked me if I could hook them up with those at the start of summer and they could take them with them. I've been doing that for years and I'm just laughing at myself like, gosh, Sarah, you're a business owner. Like, you should be doing this. So going forward, I'm, like, trying to figure out the best way to, like, stock the shop and have those ready to go so people can buy those little, like, travel size rather than, like, a traditional travel size bottle. It's, like, little sachets. They save so much room in your cosmetic bag. And then you just throw them away when you're done. It's it's great. And then you're still using, like, products you use at home. You're not using, like, that hotel shampoo and conditioner not all shampoos conditioners and soaps from hotels are bad but I mean being a hairdresser and then having worked in the hospitality industry like it depends on where you're staying if that stuff is like quote-unquote good (laughs) in a hairdresser's eyes or if you're like yeah hard pass on that like you want to strip your color on vacation open up that bottle Um, so yeah, just like little hacks and like just the ease and convenience of traveling. Like one thing I've thought about when we start traveling more with the boys and I even might do it now realistically because like, and this is just my own experience, but when I'm like getting ready on a trip, there's usually not like outlets super available or there's like a smaller vanity. And so it's like a bunch of you getting ready in one bathroom and hogging it to like flat iron your hair or curl it or whatever they have these like cordless flat irons now and when they came out I kind of eye rolled it because I thought gosh like I get it and the company is GHD that makes them and also like who needs a cordless flat iron and now I'm like that's actually a really smart idea especially if you're going to Europe like I would probably grab like a battery pack that's charged up And then make sure it's charged on my way there. And then just use that so you're not having to use the converters. Because taking hot tools over to other countries, you can totally, like, blow them up or (laughs) short-circuit things. I've done it myself. And then you just ruined a hot tool. And I swear, even when I haven't had that happen, like, on the trip. I remember I took, like, a nicer curling iron to a wedding we were at in um, Belgium in 2019. And I had the converters. It worked great. But when I came home, like it just didn't work the same afterwards. It was kind of glitchy. And so I just, I was so sad because it was a really nice curling iron. And I ended up just having to toss it because it was never the same afterwards. So little travel hack of maybe like investing in those silly things. I know they don't get used all of the time because, you know, you're not on the road. At least I'm not, but maybe you are. So funny little hacks like that and then I know some people are like quirky about 
they're like coffee creamers and now I'm seeing different companies like nut pods they have like the travel size ones and they're like very portable some people are not that quirky but just little things that we didn't have that growing up like there weren't you just you went and you dealt with it and like that was it you had what was there and so I think traveling now like we have so much added bouginess because we can make it so customizable that maybe we even take away the actual experience or lesson that I got as a kid traveling of like learning to adapt and like embrace the culture like where you are so I think it's like this delicate balance when you travel of like I need a little piece of home but I don't want to feel like so comfortable that I'm not kind of exposing my mind and my nervous system and myself to like other things So it's been fun kind of riffing with people on that and just the funny nuances of like bad hotel beds or bad sheets or good sheets, just like how people feel. And you always feel good coming home after a trip, even though it's a great vacation or a beautiful like resort that you were in, you still just have this feeling of like, ah, I'm home. But yeah, everybody's been coming in, telling me all about their trips. It's been so fulfilling for me because I'm like living vicariously through them and the food oh I mean I'm a foodie and definitely like appreciate unique ways of like switching up our menus at home after I come home from a trip but just hearing how people eat when they're on vacation especially overseas like I, I know we've all heard it where especially like in Italy you're eating all this pasta and gelato, but you walk so much and everything is so fresh that you don't have like that upset belly. You don't gain weight. You actually lose weight. It just really like (laughs) keeps me inspired to selecting the types of foods that we have available to us here in the States for us on the regular so that we can kind of have like some ease with eating here too, even though we're not on vacation in Italy having pasta and gelato or Spain having a cafe con leche. Ugh, I don't know. So fun. Those like little, little pleasures. But yeah, so everybody's coming back. It's been insanely busy. I'm always kind of busy this time of year, but for whatever reason, it feels extra busy, which is not a bad problem for hairdressers because <laughs> our business is a little bit cyclical, but I was not as prepared mentally for it and so I just I was saying yes to everybody because I wanted to fit them in and also like I just you hit like a bandwidth and you're like I can't do anymore I'm so sorry I love you guys I do want to help you I do want to get you ready and I also don't want to rush you through your appointment because it's like this little woosah you get after traveling you come back you're getting everybody going and like yes you need to check the box of Like, I got to get my hair done because my gray showing or it's dry and like brittle from all the sun or the pool or the beach. But for me, like, I want my clients to come in and also feel like they get to like (sighs) exhale like so big or can like riff and really tell us how the vacation was because, you know, we live in this world where we see things on Instagram and Facebook and they look lovely. But then there's like all these funny like internal stories. I had a client who was telling me some like wild stories about their extended family members and they were all meeting in a beach house. It was like just craziness. Like I've never heard this, but one of the family members 
got pulled over and arrested and put in jail. And so they never made the trip. And the details of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did they do? But it was like indecent ex- exposure or I think that's how you say it. But they were going to the bathroom on the side of the road and a cop pulled by, arrested, like just went hard. And I, I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. So the uncle, and she didn't know the person because it was her first time meeting them. Like they never made it to the trip. And they were in jail and they had to like bail them out. And it was like this whole thing. Their car was repossessed. And I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, can you imagine? Like we see like extreme like vacation stories come through our doors, I think, when we talk to people about them. But I always laugh about the stuff that clients tell me because, you know, they're coping with their families and they're coping with their partners and trying to make their kids happy. And majority of the people I take care of are women. So I feel like they have like this bigger sense of like responsibility of like making the magic happen and orchestrating and creating ease. And it's really a fun trip for them, but it is not a vacation. It is a lot of work because you're just managing expectations for everybody else. But I try to remind or encourage or ask them how they like manage their own and it's not always a trip about that and I have learned that like we travel a lot to go see our my in-laws that live in Utah and I just have learned like there's certain trips and I have gotten a lot better about communicating it just even to like Parker and his family like hey this trip is really focused on like this person or like really setting the intention of like who it's about because I have friends and family there or friends that feel like family that are there his family is there and don't get to see us as often. So it's like, I really try to like make sure that we're doing our best to spread ourselves, not too thin, but being really present with the people we are versus just like dining and dashing in and out and hitting all the boxes. I'm like, well, this trip, we're kind of focusing on like these three visits and then the rest of it can kind of go however it needs to, but it's worked out better for me to do it that way. And I think I think that they appreciate that I communicate it that way or try to show up that way. But um, if not, I'm hoping they'll tell me after this podcast episode. (laughs) Anyways, but it's just, it's hard traveling as a woman. It's hard traveling as kind of the matriarch or the leader because I think there's more expectations on us at times to kind of be the the referee, the leader, the planner, the emotional punching bag, and it's a lot. So when they come into the shop at the end of summer or at the end of like a season where it's traveling time, like I just always really like to show up a little like extra. And so I don't know, I'm trying to do that in the ways that I can. I do double book sometimes, but I try to be conscientious of who I'm double booking. So it's like, oh, these people, like if they banter back and forth, they wouldn't, they would get along, you know? Or if I'm like, eh, they, I know they're going to probably need like some solo Sarah time. And I, I love to show up with that conversationally for them because it is a lot and somebody needs to hold space for them. So that's part of the job. And their hair usually comes in after summer and has not been colored since late May, early June. And has been like out in the sun, just taking a beating. It's funny because I had a client, she was asking me like, 
She's like, well, if you put this color on, like, it'll stay this color. And I'm like, well, that's not how color works. I was like, permanent color, any of it, it just always fades. And it's it fades not just because of washing, which I think is also a misnomer. Like, washing our hair obviously pulls color out and makes it fade. But you can also purchase products that help support leaving the color or bringing back vibrancy or adding some UV protection to your color once you're outside in the world. But some of the biggest, like fading that I see comes from like being outside in the sun like the UV rays like if the sun is able to change the color of our skin and like really poor sunlight skinned people they typically get pink if their skin can get that way imagine what it's doing to your hair if you have color on it like it maybe is like acting like a little bit of like a layer of like take the color off then affect the cuticle but I mean the sun damage or the sun fading is really what I think is our bigger culprit in summertime. Um, Salt from the ocean obviously strips out color. It dries it out a little bit, which I love my hair type, like with a little bit of the like gritty sea salt feeling, but it doesn't feel the same when I use like bottled sea salt products. I love a texture spray, like a dry one, but it's just not the same as being at the ocean, but not everybody's hair is like mine so some people are like oh my gosh get this salt off of my hair it's too like fragile because their hair is finer so the salt builds up and then it just like weighs it down and then you're putting it in this hair tie or a hat and it just kind of like snaps it which a lot of breakage can happen that way and then the chlorine if you're big swimmers and you have a pool in your backyard and you're the type of parent that is jumping in the pool with your kid and putting your head under. I am always here for that because I think I think your kids remember that or I think you do a little bit of like inner child like healing work when you actually play in the pool yourself because as kids, I mean, not everybody loved the pool as a kid, but I did. And when I do give myself that chance to like play, I'm like, I know I'm totally making like little girl Sarah happy about it. Like, yes, girl, like do the handstand in the pool. But yeah, so the chlorine totally can make blondes green. Um, I have a lot of little girls that come in and get their back to school haircut. And I always have those chlorine removers from Malibu. It's this company that makes a lot of really cool products for back bar for um, hairdressers to help with different hair needs that are not color related necessarily, but help kind of restore the hair or prep the hair for color. So they have one that is for swimmers and you can actually, that one you can purchase, I think through like Amazon. I'll sometimes send them home with people. If I know that they're big pool people might do this, keep it, just follow the instructions on the back. It's nothing too crazy. Don't get it in your eyes, but you can order them. It's Malibu swimmers and they're like these cute little like purple lavender colored packets. And it really does help take that green out of like our blonde hair or little kiddos who have naturally colored hair, but their hair just like shifts in that chlorine. So their hair comes in and it is ready for some serious TLC, but I do my best to kind of get people ahead of time. Like, Hey, like make sure you take one of these masks with you this summer, like try and do one every other week. If you could do it every week, that'd be great. And I think people think that hair masks are, much more complicated to execute than they actually are and so like 
it's really just swapping your conditioner for a mask. So you get your hair wet in the shower, you wash it, you make sure your hair is nice and clean, and you rinse that shampoo out really, really thoroughly. And then I have a clip and like a wide tooth comb in my shower, but I'll tell people put the mask on in the shower, comb it through, and then clip your hair up and just take a longer shower exfoliate dry brush shave the legs like all the things and then rinse it if you want to keep it on longer and keep it clipped up and get out and then like later in the day rinse it out most hair masks not all so make sure like yours is okay to do this with um you can leave in for like several hours if you wanted to I know some clients who will do them like overnight and sleep in them with wet hair and then wake up in the morning and rinse it out and then blow it out and get on with their day and it's just a nice way to kind of give a deeper dose of those hydrating b vitamin nutrients um, onto the hair and it feels good on your scalp like you should be massaging a little bit of that treatment or your conditioner onto the scalp that's another thing I have noticed lately like clients come in with drier scalps and I think they just put their conditioner on their ends which I understand for certain hair types, it isn't great to put a ton of conditioner on the scalp because you want volume or they're, they tend to be a little greasy, but you have to remember that skin underneath the hair where our hair follicle beds all live need a little bit of moisture. So that conditioner acts as like a hydrating, like support system for it. So put a majority of your conditioner on your hair. And then whatever's left over on your hands, like work it up on the scalp and just kind of lightly massage it in so it gets a little hit too. But I don't know. I've just like been trying to find ways to make it easier for clients too in the shop to say yes to treatments. Like I, over the years, always have had them on the menu and some people like ask for them. Other people just kind of like expect me to say, hey, you need this. And I'm happy to do that. But I'm now at like year 14 next year of doing hair and I'm like, nope, this is part of my brand. Like everybody gets a treatment of some kind going forward. So every time you're in, you're getting either a scalp treatment, a color treatment, or a hair treatment. And it's just built into the service and that's it. Like I'm done giving people the option because I just think it's that important to do. So there's my TED talk on that. But <laughs> anyway, so summer hair and vacations, like they do so much to restore us. And I know they also do a lot to like deplete us. And so it's always so good to be home and back in like our routine and flow. I feel like August is a really hard month in Arizona because it's still just so hot. And we go back to school pretty early here so that the kids are out of school earlier and the summer and can enjoy some of the like nicer months if you will but man it's a trip so anyways that's kind of what's been going on at the shop this is okay this is a funny another little like conversation I've had um in my old studio space both of them prior to this one I had a coffee maker in there I had a Keurig in my first one and then I amped it up a bit and I got an espresso maker and I am a coffee connoisseur myself but I found that I was totally becoming like a barista <laughs> and so I chose not to put a coffee maker 
in the shop because people would come in and they'd want coffee and they'd be like, well, do you have this kind of cream and that kind of cream? I'm like, sister, I am not a coffee shop. I am a salon and I have this as like an amenity, but I'm now like focusing on your coffee more so than your consultation. I had one client. She's no longer a client, but years ago, I'm not joking. Every single time she had an appointment, she would come into the shop almost an hour, hour and a half before her actual appointment time. She'd walk in like all cute, like, hey, I'm super early. I know. Do you mind if I grab a cup of coffee? And she would make two or three Nespresso's before her appointment even happened. And so like I saw it the first time I was kind of like, whatever, like no big deal. And then like it kept kind of happening and becoming this habit. And I just was like, oh my gosh, she totally is like using like this amenity I have. And I understand it, but I totally felt taken advantage of. And honestly, that was the person that broke the camel's back for me with the coffee. After that, I said, nope. And then we had the pandemic and it really sent it over the edge and I took it away then. So just like a funny story, but she also too, she, she would always complain about the type of creamer I had. She's like, next time, can you get one of these or something that's like non-dairy or like something sweetened with stevia? And it's just like, if I had to come up with like a creamer for every person that walked into my chair or into the studio, I'd be, I should just close it down and make a coffee shop because everybody likes different things. But anyways, that's kind of a funny story, but I do have a coffee creamer complaint as of lately. So I have been trying desperately to become a black coffee drinker. In some situations, I do like a hot black Americano if it's from a good coffee shop or I honestly haven't hated the Starbucks Americanos lately either, but I was doing like the nut pod creamers for so long and I do really like them there's no sugar in them there's no stevia there's natural flavors but there's a couple ingredients that are not like on the on the best list they're not the worst but I can't find a creamer that I like right now like I am seriously having coffee issues I'm even skipping coffee most mornings because I'll make it and I'm just like it's just not slapping like it is not working for me I wish there was a non-dairy cream that frothed in my frother that has like a hint of sugar. And I'm okay with it being cane sugar because at least it's real sugar. I'm not a big stevia person, but not so sweet that it's overpowering. Like I just literally like the tiniest like sprinkle, like a hint of it. I don't want it to be overly sweet. Even when I get lattes or like a drink at a coffee shop I'm like always asking them to make it less sweet than how it's meant to be made and it still usually is a little bit too sweet but I also feel bad when clients like hey what do you want and I just always generically I'm like I'll just take a tall whatever and I don't really get as specific as like one less pump because I don't want to inconvenience people but it's just it's so weird to me that there's not a creamer that is more focused on that and I can't be the only person who wants this because honestly like 
I was talking with my cousin and she said the same thing. She's like, I want like a good dairy-free creamer that has just like a little bit of sweetness, but froths really well and doesn't have all the added chemicals. So if you're listening to this and you work in the food industry, there's your idea. Tell me, I'll totally talk about it on the podcast and share with everybody because I think there's a niche or a gap in the market that needs to be filled. So that's one of my like, secret gifts is I'm a good idea comer upper with. <laughs> There's not a real term for it. Um, definitely part of the reason I'm an entrepreneur. But as I understood more about my human design type, which I'm a manifester, it's just, it's our nature to come up with ideas or solutions. And so I have to also remember, I don't have to do all the ideas I come up with, but I can help people come up with an idea pretty well. And over the years, people totally leave their appointments with our conversations and they'll text me and say I'm totally doing that thing we talked about and it worked or it's in progress I'll tell you about it at my next appointment so it's nice but coffee people I hope you understand where I'm coming from and yeah that's kind of what's been going on at the shop it's been a lot of fun um I definitely can't wait for the summers where I get to go away with the boys and be the mom coming back from vacation that needs a woosah because you just made a magical summer happen for everybody. But I also have been trying to relish in this like slow, lazy, lovey, like at home play summer that we're in. It's been really sweet. It's been a little bit frustrating because I have a two and a half year old. He's been great, but he's just being a kid. So it's summertime wrapping up out here in the desert, and we probably still have like two months of lots of heat. So it's hard to get in fall mode, but it's coming, and I'm embracing it in the ways that I can. Don't feel too intense with the desert heat. So, anyways, guys, I am so grateful that you're here listening to these conversations. I hope that this resonates or maybe gave you insight about something or just made you smile that you had somebody kind of riff on something you have felt yourself. And if you know somebody else who would enjoy this fun banter, please share it. I would love for this to get in the ears of a lot of different people. I definitely would like to hear your guys' responses to this. So if you can comment, like, share, just review the podcast. That's how we get more people listening. So I appreciate you guys. I love you. And I will talk to you next week between appointments. Bye.